0: Monday through Friday devotional podcast aimed at helping you grow more faithful in your walk with Jesus. Our reading today comes from Job chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. And the word of the Lord says this There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. And there were born to him seven sons and three daughters. He possessed 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 female donkeys and very many servants, so that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. His sons used to go and hold a feast in the house of each one on his day, and they would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. And when the days of the feast had run their course, Job would send and consecrate them, And he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, It may be that my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. And thus Job did continually. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down on it. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil? And then Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You bless the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your hand. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray and ask God to help us understand. Lord, open our eyes, the eyes of our heart, so that we can see you. Open our ears so that we can hear you speak to us. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk to you today about what's up with Job. What is this story all about? Why do bad things happen to good people? It's one of man's most persistent mysteries, one of suffering humanity's most frequently asked questions. And as believers, our quick answer is, well, we know the answer. There are no good people. And that holds true for those who have no regard for God. But what about believers? It's an easily observed fact that just because we've come to faith in Christ, suffering doesn't disappear in our own cases. We go through all the disappointments, tragedies, sicknesses, and griefs that anyone else does. And often, when we're in the middle of an unexpected loss, we wonder why, just like everybody else does. Perhaps it seems more incongruent to us than to non-believers. I mean, after all, we trust Him. We're staking our whole future on Him. Why doesn't He just fix it? Why does He make us go through these things? Why does it so often seem that the heavens have turned to brass when we pray in the midst of the storm, that we're beating on heaven's door, only hear, to hear the sound of the door being bolted from the inside, and then double bolted. Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to God's people? Well, fortunately, we don't have to wonder. God has given us a whole book of the Bible to answer our question, and it's this book of Job. In Job, God gives us three answers to the question, why do bad things happen to good people? The first answer is found in chapters 1 and 2. Bad things happen to good people because God has made plans in heaven that we are not privy to on earth. When you and I read Job, we are permitted to get a peek behind the curtain, a view into what is going on in eternity between God and Satan. There is a fierce war raging in the heavenlies. A contest that you and I know very little about is being waged between God and our enemy, the devil. That heavenly contest results in earthly suffering. To us it seems inexplicable. Why did this one have to pass away so soon? What reason is there for that one going through such suffering? Why did my employer have to close up shop? What happened to the economy? Why did he or she not want to stay in our marriage? We don't know the answers. And there's often no way for us to reason out the answers. Things happen on earth as part of the warfare in heaven that you and I just can't see into. You know, it's interesting to note that Job never got to see behind the curtain. He never knew that God's confidence in his faithfulness was being proven right through all that he suffered. The second answer to why do bad things happen to good people comes in chapters 3 through 41. Bad things happen to good people because God desires to purify the faith of his servants. Job writhed under the affliction that rained down on him. He groaned. He complained. He accused God of unfairness. And his friends didn't help matters. The only answer to his suffering that they had was, well, Job, it's obvious that this is happening to you because you're a big-time sinner. You know, God's plan wasn't derailed by any of those things. Through it all, Job came to see God in a new light. He got a real view of God's sovereignty and power, his righteousness and goodness, and it brought him to his knees. In the end, through all the suffering, after all the suffering, Job confessed, I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. When all God's work was done through Job's affliction, Job bowed down and worshipped the one whose ways he couldn't understand, but whose greatness and goodness he couldn't deny. Finally, we have a third answer to the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Bad things happen to good people, God tells us in chapter 42, because God plans ultimate blessing for many through the afflictions of a few. Job lost everything when Satan attacked. But in the end, God gave him everything back with interest. Double the possessions, seven new sons and three new daughters, 140 more years of the good life. Job even was used by God to restore Job's friends. God had blessing in mind all along, and it would all come as a result of Job's affliction. God's ways are beyond our ability to predict or comprehend, but they're always for the good of his righteous people. Now, what lessons can we learn from this? First of all, though we may not understand what God is up to when we suffer affliction, God always intends suffering for our ultimate good. Secondly, we can always know that there's a good purpose for what God is doing. Even when it hurts, it's not without meaning. Even when we can't grasp the meaning, still God does nothing without a good reason. Finally, we can learn that the timing for us to discuss these things with our friends who are suffering is not while they're going through the suffering. Job's friends were of no help to Job because they tried to answer the why question in the midst of the storm. These three truths, God's heavenly plans, God's perfection of our faith, God's ultimate plan for blessing, those truths make no sense to anyone who's in the midst of agony. They have to be learned before the storm arrives, or after it's gone, but not in the middle of the tempest. Job's friends would have been a real help to him if they had just said, You know, Job, we don't understand either. But we will stay with you through your affliction. We won't leave you. Why do bad things happen to good people? We don't always know. But we do know who we can trust. Let's pray. Lord, teach us to trust you through the storm, knowing that you intend our affliction for good. Hear our prayer for Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us again today. Join us Sundays for our online service at 9 a.m. or our on-site services at 9 or 1045 a.m. And we have an on-site evening service at 6 p.m. as well. Look for our new app in the Apple or Google App Store. Search for BF Sebring to get your copy. Thanks for joining us. Stay safe.